Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club with your hosts, Caitlin and Kirsty. Tune in as experts share their insights to help grow your business with higher sales, creative marketing, and kick arse business strategies. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Kirsty of Bits of Bernard Photography. And I'm Caitlin of Ragamuffin Pet Photography. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 8 of the Pet Photographers Podcast. Our guest today has captured the hearts of dog lovers worldwide. His colourful, creative and quirky photography can be found commercially and throughout the publishing and licensing industry. And if you're a fellow pet photographer, we have no doubt that you would instantly recognise his work. It's Ron Schmidt of Loose Leashes. Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club, Ron. Hi, thanks for having me. So excited to have you on board. Oh, so Ron, that was a just a brief introduction um, about you, but I think it'll be nice for the listener to hear in their own words, in your own words, sorry, um, who you are and, uh, yeah, how your photography has evolved to where it is today. Sure. Well, you know, I, I started, I guess I'll give you the, uh, the brief synopsis. And as I tend to, to go, sometimes this gets a little wordy and you can kind of speed me up too. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I went to uh, college for photography many years ago. Uh, and I, uh, when I graduated, I was in California at the time and, um, I graduated, uh, and I grew up right outside of New York city, maybe 20 minutes outside of New York city. And I, I went back home, lived cheaply at home and, uh, I worked in New York and that was ultimately the best place to work for a photographer, uh, recent recently graduated photographer the best place to go in the world at that time really was new york city and it, it just worked out perfect for me so i went i went back home to new york and i uh, i assisted many different photographers over the course of probably four years but not dog photographers or or pet photographers there really wasn't any such thing that's recently become something over the last oh boy i would say 10 years right mm-hmm. um and and I, but I, I, I assisted people who were people photographers. And even to this day, I, I love people photographs, uh, portraits, things like that. That, that tends to be my main interest is, is people photography. Um, and it was nice because I got to work with some of the best people in the world uh, at the time. And by being a freelance assistant, which I was, and most, pe- most kids were when they graduated, uh, I was able to work with a bunch of different photographers, a variety of photographers. Uh, and that was really great because I was able to get a different feel from each person. You know, it was really uh, terrific. A great way to learn. Really, uh, there was no need to go to college. I, I mean, if I could have just went to uh, New York and had done that for four years, that would have been uh, all the education that I would have needed. Uh, but um, that's kind of how it started. So that was me and photography. That's amazing. How did you then start photographing dogs from assisting people photography? Sure. Well, I would say that, you know, as photography was my passion visually, uh, Mm -hmm. dogs were always my passion. I always loved dogs, you know, and it was as a kid, it was like, oh, my God, they're my favorite. What do I? What am I going to do for a living? You know, am I going to be a, <laughs> a vet or what am I going to do? Uh, and ultimately, I, it came together. But the path of getting there was that uh, I went out, after assisting. I started my own business and I went out on my own and I struggled for a couple of years. Uh, 
you know, it's hard. It's definitely a hard business to go into commercial photography. And uh, I struggled. And I, one year for my clients, I, um, I did a, a card of my dog at the time was Indy and she was a yellow lab and we did a Christmas card and it's traditional here. I'm sure it probably is there to do family pictures and things like that of your kids or whatever on Christmas. And of course my wife and I were recently married and didn't have any kids, uh, but we had a dog who we adored. So I took a picture of this dog, Indy, and it was a Christmas card that I sent to all my clients. And by far, it was the best response I've ever gotten from a, uh, a photo <laughs> that I had taken. And it was kind of quirky and fun. It wasn't as high art as I, uh, you know, as I, I thought some of my other images might be. But boy, that really struck a chord with people. And my wife and I, Amy, who I work closely with, we were like, you know, I think we're on to something here, you know. And from that, from that, I went on and I said, let me do a series of six of these images uh, in this style. And uh, I did the sex images over the course of some months. And uh, I knew I had something because it was a great collection. I was like, you sometimes as a photographer, you guys both know, you know, when you have an image, you know, you're like, ah, mm -hmm. this is great. Can't wait to show people. Right. So I, I knew that I, uh, I had something uh, with these six images and I did a couple more and it was still my wife and I, and it was still, there was no pet photographers at that time. So I graduated college in early nineties and there was no, nobody did pet photography. Uh, right. So this was, these were really strictly for uh, a niche that I was creating to, to be, um, I guess for advertising for commercial usage. Um, so I, I went to a, uh, a creative consultant in New York at one of the shows, the big photo shows and not really knowing what to expect because it was really just Amy and I, my wife, uh, who fell in love with the images, but to see, you know, how somebody else thought of the images. So, uh, in the portfolio was other images, but also my dog images. So I showed them to this, uh, to this woman who was a creative consultant and she just flipped out over the dog images. You know, she was like, these are unbelievable. These are great. You know, you, you can get work doing all kinds of things just based on these images. And Oh my God, that was, you know, so exciting and affirmation I needed yeah. at that time. Right. So, uh, so that's really how it happened. Came home, told my wife. And, and from that point on, we we're like, wow, well, this is a good path for us. We have the confidence now to go forward. Uh, but we really weren't sure how to do that. I mean, it was really before the internet and social media and all that, but we knew that we wanted to possibly license our images. So what I did was, uh, we, we saved some money to, to go to, uh, the international licensing show. Uh, and that, and that at the time was in New York, which was perfect for us. Uh, and it was, at, it was between five and $10,000, which was a tremendous amount of money. Uh, and we, uh, we wound up going for it, taking the hurdle and, and, and actually uh, getting a booth there. And we set up a booth and I built a background and a, uh, like a studio wall out of wood. It was beautiful. And we brought it all in. And I had, at that time, I only had 17 images and I hung them up framed and it, you know, it was just crazy. People loved the work. And leading up to that, uh, Amy, uh, who I've mentioned before, she works with me. We, uh, Amy's a writer. She's great with words. I'm great visually. We're a great team. She's my best friend. Uh, we get along perfectly. Uh, so we're very, and we've been married 20 years. So we've, we're, 
blessed. Is Amy the one helping you out with the titles as yeah. well? Those are hilarious. <laughs> I love a pun. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we do lots of that. And, and at one point we had a revelation before we even went to this licensing show. Uh, Amy was writing and her dream was to write kids books. And, uh, and we went, I forget where we were, but we had this revelation. I, I was like, you need to write about my dogs. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it was a natural, a natural fit. Uh, you know, my, all my dog images are kind of stories, they're concepts. So there's lots there. Uh, so, um, so we're very excited by that and, and moving forward, giving us more confidence, went to the licensing show. We met so many different people that are, that we work with still to this day. And I remember at one point on the second day of the show, uh, an art director from random house came over and, um, she loved the images and she pulled over her art director and they're looking and looking and, and they were like, these are just great. Do you write? And I said, uh, no, I said, but I know somebody who does. And yeah. that's really how it cemented us working together. Oh, wow. So forgive my ignorance. Talk me through what a licensing show is. Sure. So, so licensing is a huge industry in the world it's uh uh, you know licensing would be uh i license on a small end where i license my images for calendars i license them for greeting cards uh for wall art and what happens is the manufacturer will take them and say we want to use these image these images or this line of images and we will uh, put them in the stores as cards or calendars or various other things uh and uh and you get paid on a royalty base. Uh, so you might get like a, a 10% royalty or 5% royalty of whatever that product sells at a wholesale level. So that's how you kind of make money. It's not a huge uh, number, but you, you, the idea is to have many different licenses. So that's what licensing is. And, and another equivalent to that is this show has a bunch of artists. It also has giant corporations. So like Marvel, is they license their work. Uh, and uh, uh, in that, if you're McDonald's and uh, a fast food company, I'm not sure if McDonald's is there, I'm sure they are, uh, and they have um, uh, Happy Meals or things like that, they license those images to use those that intellectual property for their products. So, Ron, the people attending this show, they are art directors and, and art buyers for big companies all around like multinational companies or all scales? All scales. Yeah. So it's funny because the show is really unique in that it has this very small artist section and then it's Lucas films and it's, you know, all these uh, giant, giant properties yeah. that, cause they're all properties, they're all intellectual properties that they're, they're licensing out and partnering with other people. And it's a huge industry. It's, it's all kinds of characters that you see from movies and, and, uh, television shows and lots of children's television shows where they have, uh, you know, uh, comics and, uh, uh characters, uh, drawings or, uh, so they license them. And, uh, so that's licensing in, in a nutshell. And so you're there at the show yeah. with your 17 photos to start with. Is that yes. a show that you then continue to go back to? We did. It's, so we went for the next couple of years. Uh, okay. and then it moved away from us to Las Vegas, which is from where we were in New Jersey at the time was really far and it was kind of cost prohibitive 
for us to get there. We also got to a point where it was hard for us to um, license to other, there wasn't all that many categories left. They're kind of called categories, you know? So like uh, these images work for calendars, like I said earlier, and prints and, and cards and things like that. So I kind of already had those. So I, I kind of, I stopped going uh, because there wasn't any, there wasn't a whole lot of other categories that we could fill. And you'd already built up relationships with a bunch of different companies. Is that right? Right. And it's tricky. Now we have an agent who uh, who manages a bunch of different uh, artists. And she goes to the show and she has a giant booth and they have all kinds of, uh, she probably represents eight or 10 different artists. Right. And she has all, all of our work up. So that's nice because she can do that. And she's a better salesman than I'll ever be. <laughs> so let's talk about working with the agent actually Ron so yeah. talk us through that kind of relationship and and what the agent is doing on your behalf and well it's new uh, it's a new relationship so okay. we've been with our agent now for maybe like a year and a half and um, mm-hmm. so it's it's evolving and it's nice because our agent is a little different than uh, some other agents and we work uh, we're very collaborative uh, with working together so uh you know they'll basically make the calls to um, properties and companies that they think would be a good fit for our work so uh right now we're looking for a new card company so you know she's making those phone calls she has those connections at, at the various card companies uh you know she already she knows much more about the contract lingo and all that than we do and they have a lawyer that goes through contracts and things like that we learned a lot doing it ourselves which is really nice but it's nice to have someone else to do that and when you have an agent in this in this world you kind of you work you split uh with them you work with them you're partners so So ron when this agent is approaching say Hallmark or one of the big yeah. names that you're working with. Yeah. Um, well, maybe not Hallmark because you already have a relationship, but a new company. Yeah. Is she approaching them with your current body of work or is she approaching them, um, you know, hoping that or with the with the end goal that they'll be sort of almost commissioning you to do the work or you they're buying from your stock gallery or what's the option there? Right. No, she is presenting them with my work that is – done so it's like this she'll present what we do and what we have and she'll be like these images are this line is available you know so it's not i'm not commissioned uh yeah you know i'm not paid like that uh you know i'm just paid ultimately uh, the more licenses you have the more places you are and seen uh the more valuable that is to another licensor because then they know that your work is selling and it might be mm-hmm. seen somewhere else and it might be appealing to them. Uh, and they can also see that, oh, you've done well in this particular uh, field. You may do well in this field, you know. So it's it's a matter of licensing my work that I've done, which gives me really unique creative freedom because I do whatever I want. Okay. So let's talk about that, Ron, that doing whatever you want. So I guess every time you go in – create new images um it you've got total freedom you're just trying to work with the end goal of being able to sell it obviously yeah but is anyone giving any direction no no so that's uh that's really you know when you guys reached out to me it's it 
it's very different than what I'm sure a lot of your listeners mm-hmm. do. Uh, I don't do any portraits. Um, and I've never have done it. I don't think I've ever, well, maybe just for a friend or something like that, but I've, I rarely ever do any portraits of dogs just because my style is so unique. It's really mm-hmm. hard to replicate. You know, it's, yeah. uh, I build sets, you know, I, I find vintage props. I do all these things and somebody reaches out to me and is like, Oh, we, I, I would like you to come take pictures of my dog. I'd be like, sure, but it'll be, you know, $10,000. Be crazy because they're really time intensive. They take me a very long time to do, Uh, but there's no direction. So everything you see on my website is all mine from my imagination. It's all, I do whatever I want, which is kind of nice, you know? Your brain must be insane because <laughs> <laughs> your work is so creative can you talk us through I, I don't know I know it's hard to t- try and describe how you come up with concepts but they're really varied concepts do you have a process do you have somewhere that you get inspiration from I, I do I am in, so there's a very a very narrow area that I I like to do with these images. You know, I like to keep them all looking uh, somehow tied together, uh, you know, a style. And, um, uh, you know, I, I start that, uh, I'm trying to think, I kind of lost my thought. So uh, let's see when, when I'm doing them, when I come up with ideas, okay. If I'm, if I'm planning things out, I will just write everything down on notebooks. You know, I'll just draw up, continuously draw all the images are concept driven you know i i don't that's why they kind of look different than most portraits because uh they're not portraits you know they're they're the dogs are little actors that are in my scene you know so i i have a concept i have an idea i want the picture to tell a story it's not just a pretty photo and there's so many great brilliant beautiful, pretty photos of dogs now on Instagram and everything. You see them, so many talented people, but I'm trying to do it different in that. uh, I want them to be stories. I want it to tell something, you know, I want, uh, it's funny, Amy and I go to, to uh, schools, kids schools, and we'll bring our work and we'll uh, do presentations sometimes. And I'll show my images and we try to, we do a creative process with the kids and I'll hold up an image and I'll go through this, this little game we play. And I'll be like, I want you guys to come up with a story here. What's the story? And we'll often start with the name of the dog, you know, because there's always some funny name you can do for a dog. Yeah. With the kids, there's a dog <laughs> in a bathtub that's dirty. So we do stinky or we do some other kind of thing. And Amy and I will play back and forth to show them how we do it. And then we say, okay, what's the story here? You know, where is this dog? Where is he going? How did he get here? How did he get in this mud? How did he get in this bathtub? How did he get at this bakery? You know, there's a dog I have with a uh, pinned up against the glass at a bakery looking at all the pastries. I think that's my favorite one of yours, the biscuit <laughs> I love that one. one too. It's that or the mud and muck. But I remember early on when I first started shooting pets like 10 years ago. Um, the bakery one and the mud one being my two favorites. Sorry, side note. Oh, <laughs> and the ballerina one, guys. Oh, yeah. And the ballerina one. <laughs> <laughs> <In> the newspaper. <laughs> um, so well, cute. Okay, we'll stop now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> so, you know, we'll, we'll say to the kids, like, what's the story with that biscuit image? What's the story there? You know, and, and we'll give them a little primer and the kid will say, like, maybe this dog is hungry and he's starving. He hasn't eaten all day and he's walked 10 miles. His owner's gotten him back, back and forth. And he's just starving. And he comes across this or maybe he's broken uh, loose from his leash and he sees all these wonderful treats and he's attracted to him. Or maybe he's on a diet and this dog is now right where he wants to be, but he's again, so hungry. So it's, it's the story. I want all these images to portray a story. And that's like the ballerina image. There's definitely a story there too. You know, so I, I want you to look at them and not just say that's pretty, but to think what's going on there. So that's mm-hmm. where it's concept driven. So it's, it's different and to come up with those is challenging. <laughs> yeah. Uh, How many are you creating? Like, what's a what's the time frame? Or how many do you create in? I don't know a year. It feels like yeah. it would take me a whole year yeah. to come up with one of those concepts. I, so. it, I don't do many of them. I mean, I do yeah. uh, maybe fifteen of them. You know, okay. a year. Quite That's a lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> we do a calendar every year, and that calendar gotcha. kind of drives me to do it. If I if I didn't do the calendar, I probably wouldn't do any. You know, it's really hard. But having a deadline is is really powerful and moves you along. Uh, mm-hmm. They they take up a lot of time. They're very. Uh, I, I use a lot of uh, props and build things, and I do a lot of computer work. So it's and, and it takes a long time. So it's uh, it's not something you can just knock out. Uh, so, but um, I, it's interesting. I still want to do these, but I'm also going to do uh, a little more simpler images, but still that have a sense of humor. So let's just go back to the beginning of the creative process. So yeah. let's take this, uh, the ballerina image, I feel like, yeah. or the bakery one. I feel like everybody knows that biscuit image. So let's take that. What triggered in, I mean, this probably changes for every image you create, but did you walk past a patisserie or something and from the inside see like, oh, I may imagine a dog here kind of thing and then decide to create it or have you seen something in a magazine or have like, how are you coming up with these concepts in the first place? I, I, I would say that the, because they're concepts, I really sit down at, at, with a pen and paper and I'll just, maybe I'll look through images to get inspired by a, a, uh, a, a thing, maybe, an, uh, maybe a prop will be inspirational. It's rare that I'm walking around and I'll see an image that will inspire a photo that I will go out and do it's more about kind of sitting down at the paper like sometimes i'll just be inspired by a uh, while looking at images i'll be inspired by rope okay and i'll be like mm, what can i do with rope and a dog you know that kind of tells a story and i'll mm-hmm. I'll, I'll write down concepts you know and most of them are terrible you know but they're <laughs> but you'll write it down and you know you know that as a photographer you know it has to be graphically interesting you know it can't just be a dog with rope around you have to be careful on how you do things uh so it's it's a matter of just coming up i be inspired by that prop and be like what can i do with this to make it interesting you know and uh I'll just draw out a bunch of pictures and some of them are great. I literally have notebooks upon notebooks of, of images. And when I know I hit one, I'll start it. I'll be like, that's one. I know that's an image. I'll show it to my wife. This is going to be one. We'll start on this next week. Definitely going to happen. You know, uh, you know, so that, that's kind of how it goes. So when it comes to actually cre- then creating that 
image, how are you, you know, finding the dogs and sort of walk, walk us through, if you don't mind, yeah. the actual process of that side of things? Yeah. So if you look at my work, you'll notice that most of my dogs are pure breed dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I shoot pure breeds for a reason. People often say, oh, why don't you shoot rescue animals or rescue dogs or mutts? And uh, I love them. I, I, I am all for them. And I, 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 we have a rescue dog. Uh, but I shoot those images of pure breed dogs because people identify with them as their their dog. You know, a yellow lab looks like somebody else's yellow lab. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they can identify with that. Uh, they know that dog. And I shoot a lot of labs because labs are, uh, to me, are the iconic dog. If you were to draw, uh, if I were to anyway, to draw a dog just on a piece of paper, it looks like a lab. You know, it's just that basic shape. It's just an iconic shape. And it's uh, it's outdoorsy. A lab will do anything for food or a tennis ball or anything like that. Uh, so um, uh, I don't know how I got down that path. but uh, How you find the dogs. <laughs> oh, yes. There we go. Okay, so we'll find, you know, labs are so popular and we will just put out a casting on Craigslist or Facebook and we'll just say, you know, we ideally want to work with local people uh, and uh, we'll say, you know, what, we're looking for a yellow lab who can sit and stay. You know, we're never we're never looking for them to do anything too outrageous. If you've seen any of my images, they don't really do all that much. They're kind of placeholders. Uh, so they don't have to do much and it, it doesn't have to be the most perfect dog. Uh, so we'll find people that way. And at first it was odd because people were like, who is this guy? And what? <laughs> I, I don't get it. But now people are like, Oh, you know, we get emails from all across the country. People want to come out and use my dog. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> yeah. But we, uh, we tend to like to use people locally in case the photos don't come out or often, you know, I'll, I'll shoot something and it just doesn't work, you know? So I don't want to disappoint anybody by taking a, a trip far out, but that's how we get our dogs. Easy. So, okay, Ron, in that case, um, if, like you just said, if you do the shoot and it doesn't work out, um, are you going to try the concept again if it's, a, if it's a strong concept you still believe um, with another dog or with the same dog or do you go, mm, nah, and then what happens to the images that you've taken? Right. Uh, well, sometimes I scrap it completely. I'll be like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> uh, but uh, sometimes I go back. Uh, if I know the concept, is strong and working on an image now and and uh we did the shoot and i don't think it came out and i'll say to amy i think we got to reshoot this and then we'll just reshoot in a different place and different light and uh it, it looks it works you know so i would say about half half the time i will reshoot uh because i believe in the concept and half the time i will abort because it's uh uh it's just not good you know i'll, I'll okay. feel like this isn't working now the uh dog model the people who supplied the dog model yeah. are they getting some form of compensation can they get access to the images what happens with that relationship yeah so it's funny we uh we work with a lot of the same people you know uh because we'll work with one dog and a friend of ours steve has three uh great labs and he's a hunter and his dogs are, are really well trained and so we'll work with steve he'll come whenever we need him he's great uh, so that's a nice relationship to have. Uh, and we pay them. We don't pay them a lot. Uh, we pay them a small amount and uh, we maybe only shoot for a half an hour, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, and we then give him like a, a big framed uh, piece of the art when it's done. Uh, Beautiful. Because yeah. we, 
Right. We're never quite sure that it'll be anything, you know? So uh, it, it's hard to say, oh, this will be uh, on cards or anything. You know, a lot of times it might not make that. So you never quite, you, you just have to be honest with the people and tell them like, this is, <laughs> this is a concept I'm trying, you know, no promises. I don't know if it'll come out, you know, uh, but hopefully it will. And if it does, you'll have a really cool piece of art, you know, and I, and I try to compensate people for their time. So Louis and Clark, are they yeah. dogs that you, you knew? Were they your own dogs? No, uh, no, they were just, uh, so Louis and Clark are played by various dogs, you know, over the course oh, of. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, you fooled me real well. I, I was seeing all the, love, the lovable adventures of these two dogs. <laughs> that makes way more sense that you just had a yellow lab and a black lab. Yeah. Well, I feel silly now. <laughs> you put them next to each other, you could probably, all the prints, you could probably tell a difference. But otherwise, uh-huh. you know, it's implied. <laughs> Now, Ron, I just want to go back um, a bit. You mentioned attending schools and what, you know, what happens when you're there. But what happens in the first place for you to end up at these schools? I mean, are you are you approaching the schools to be able to do it for your own creativity? Are the school – do you have a relationship with schools that, like, are you guys getting paid for it? Like, what happens there? Oh, you mean uh, with the author visits? So we don't do a ton of them. We do a couple a year maybe. Uh, but we actually love it. It's so much fun. Uh, we would like to do more of them, but I, I, we're not even quite sure how that works. But we do a nice little presentation with the kids. And, and Amy and I, you know, when we're done, we'll be like, that was just great. You know, it's just such a cool thing to inspire the kids and get them thinking creatively. Because a lot of people don't realize they're creative. Uh, and and that starts when they're young, you know, and, and they just don't. You know, we'll ask one of the first questions we'll ask the kids will be like, you know, uh, who's creative here? And like half the room will hold up their hand. These are like third graders, you know, second graders. It's like, what? They're all creative. Put your hands up, you know. So it's uh, it's a great thing. So we we got started doing the schools just uh, via promoting our books. Yeah. Okay. So Random House was actually setting it up. We set it up. They don't. They don't do all that much for you. You kind of have to do it yourself. But that's. Uh, yeah, we did it based on that. The book being because they often schools will often have uh, authors come in. Yeah. Okay. Especially. I mean, I'm guessing it's for the doggone school book. Yeah. And we started with loose leashes, which was our first one. So you before doggone school, you had your first book, which was called Loose Leashes. Is that what? Did you name the business after the book or the other way around? Other way around. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So we started with the, the name and, and it just, the first book I really love, and that was a, uh, just a collection of my earlier images and Amy wrote all the poem, poems for it. Uh, Doggone School is cute, but it's more of a, uh, it's for really little kids. Uh, whereas the first book was, uh, I don't know, it was a little more general, and they're just great poems my wife wrote, and uh, uh, it was a lot of fun. But that Loose Leashes came first. The name came first. (laughs) So you're selling through the website. You mentioned you create a calendar every year, and then you've got your book. Do you – I know you sell prints and canvases. Can you talk us a little bit about sort of that side of the business? Yeah, so we – so that's all – again, is, is licensing. Uh, the prints we sell directly on our webpage, 
are uh, the loose prints are not are, are us selling directly. It's, there's no licensing deals, but everything else, the framed art, is with a manufacturer who licenses licenses oh, images. Okay. Yep, and the calendar is a calendar company that you know distributes throughout uh, the country and a little bit into Europe. Uh, and uh, you know, cards are uh, you know it's Hallmark, and uh, there's you know that's all done by them so all we really do is supply the images but now we're, we're starting to try to get our website to be uh, a little more uh, valuable for us because it's a the website is a great creative outlet you know you can say so many things on it. right now we just have products on it which is kind of boring so we want to make it more um about dogs and about us and about shooting it's, it's a lot more fun that way so ron Big question yeah. for you here. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody looking at getting into selling their images commercially like this, um, where would you suggest starting? Working with um, an agent or a creative consultant, going to these shows, you know, what would be your one starting point? Well, I know it's, a, it's, it's tricky, you know, tricky business. But um, agents are, are – it's kind of hard to work with agents because I think for beginners, because agents wind up taking uh, half of what you make. Yeah. A lot of money. So that's, and, and there's not a whole lot of money to be made unless you're doing many, many licenses, you know, many deals and really good distribution. So you're not talking about a lot of money then. So it's hard to split it. Uh, if you know, you have something good, I would, I would find that, company that you you have to do your research and find the company that you think your images would look good on their products uh and they probably already sell other uh images you know uh, or other products with images and i would reach out directly now that sounds easy you have to find their info and all that but maybe send a, a mailer or a a piece of a print or an art of art uh, to them directly or you know, find them on social media and tag them on social media. You know, it's uh, that's probably the best way to do that if you want to get into the licensing world. So create the image first and then try to sell that one directly and then go from there. Yes. Yeah, you always mm-hmm. want to, uh, uh, you know, then you know what you have. Then you know what your value is. Like even when you know that you have an asset uh, because you can show off these wonderful images that you have and you could say here it is the collection you you can confidently bring that then to a, a company and say you know i think this would be a great fit on your uh, stamps or whatever you do there's a totally different world to what we're working in and it's just fascinating for us and so inspiring as well also photography is a great platform for um for bringing awareness to you know your interests so if there are rescue animals or anything like that, uh, it's a great platform, right? On social media, you can shout out your favorite rescues or, or charities. It's a great platform. So it's a, it's a cool time to be a photographer. Mm-hmm, I agree. You shared a ton and, yeah, I can't wait to get this out for the listeners. And we'll put links to any other particular place we should um, send the listener. I would. You can go to um, – I, I would say that – couple places so you can go to my website which would be ron schmidt photo dot com i have that and i have loose leashes dot com and also my instagram uh because that's 
that's kind of the fun stuff now to me. Uh, and that's where I give a lot of behind the scenes information is on my Instagram. Uh, and I'll tell you how I, I did something or what inspired it. And uh, because I find that platform, platform a lot of fun. And that's uh, ron.schmidt.photo. Thank you so much again for coming on board. That was Ron Schmidt of Loose Leashes sharing, oh my goodness, so much info information about everything that he's doing and licensing his images and how he got started and uh, model calls and and so so much we will like i said have all the links and resources mentioned in our show notes for the episode so just visit the pet photographers club.com slash podcast forward slash 0408 and next week we'll have our live members only episode in the facebook group so don't forget if you're not a pro member yet you can join today the links just at thepetphotographersclub.com so you can find out more there. And that's everything for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, Caitlin and I wish you all the success in your business. If you're enjoying the podcast, we would absolutely love for you to rate and review us on iTunes and to help spread the word about the Pet Photographers Club. Bye.